Praise the Lord. You may be seated and open your Bibles this morning to Psalm 23, if you would. Uh, We're going to look at the last verse here in the 23rd Psalm. We're doing a series on the Good Shepherd. Psalms 23 and verse 6 states, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Notice this with me. It follows me all the days of my life. Have you discovered that in your past? His goodness and mercy has been following you. His goodness and mercy are following you presently. And his goodness and mercy are going to follow you all the days of your life, even in the future. Now, that word follow there means to pursue or it means to run down. But it also means to accompany or to be with. Say this with me. His goodness and his mercy, his loving kindnesses are following me all the days of my life. And of course, the rest of the verse says, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's awesome. You and I, think about it. Dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. So he says, well, I don't get along with you. Well, we better start getting along pretty soon. Because we're going to be in the house of the Lord. How long? Forever. And forever is a real, real long time. So I think it's good for us to rejoice and be thankful for his goodness every day of our lives. You know, when something good happens in your life, just stop a moment. Acknowledge that. Give God praise for that. That's God being good to you. I mean, a sale at the mall is God being good to you. A parking place at church is God being good to you. Amen. He's good to us all the time. Second Chronicles 6, 41 says, Now therefore arise, O Lord, into thy resting place, thou in the ark of thy strength. Let thy priests, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation, and let thy saints rejoice in goodness. Let the saints get happy about the goodness of God. Now, I think one of the greatest psalms that we could take a look at this morning is psalms 34 so i want to break this down a little bit for you as we discover this goodness that's following us all the days of our life so let's look over at psalm 34 the 34th psalm says i will bless the lord when i feel like it no i will bless the lord at all times And you know, that that can be difficult to do. We all know that, right? But sometimes in doing the difficult things is where the blessing is. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Now somebody says, I got a silent praise in my heart. Well, it's good to have a love for God in your heart. But the Bible says we need to release this praise out of our mouths. Okay? In verse 2 it says, My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. I believe this. We ought to be big braggers, not in ourselves, 
Not in our education, not in our good looks, not in our homes, not in our material possessions, but we ought to be big braggers in the Lord. Is it okay to brag in him? He said, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and they will be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Magnify his goodness. Magnify his mercy. Magnify his loving kindness. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. This is something that we should be doing together, right? And let us exalt his name. How long? Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord. I sought the Lord. I sought the Lord. And he, the Lord who is good, heard me and delivered me from everything bad in my life. Or he delivered me from all my fears. Is fear a good thing or is fear a bad thing? Does fear come from heaven or does fear come from hell? It's got to come from hell because God didn't give us a spirit of fear. Right? Good things come from above. Good things come from a good God, the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So when I sought the Lord, he heard me. And he'll hear you. And he, by his goodness, delivers you from every fear that the enemy would try to sow into your lives. The fear of heights, the fear of the future, the fear of man, whatever fear it is, the fear of death, deliverance belongs to the Lord, to the people who will seek a good God. A good God always has good things for those who seek him. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all, all of them, all my fears. And then in verse They looked unto him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Now, what kind of trouble does a poor man have? (laughs) Think about it. What kind of trouble... What kind of difficulty does a a poor man have? Poor man troubles. A poor man is deficient or a poor man is lacking. Amen? And we don't want to just think in poverty in the area of money. But how many of you know you can be poor and bankrupt in a lot of areas of your life? But oh, thank God. When you cry unto the Lord, he hears you. And he delivers you from all your troubles. Amen. Now notice with me. The angel of the Lord encamps around about those who fear him. Now that fear there is not talking about being afraid of the Lord. That fear there is talking about a reverential fear. So those who seek him, those who reverence him, those who are serious about their relationship with him, 
those are the ones that the angels of the Lord encamp round about. Amen? The angel of the Lord is surrounding you this morning. The angels of the Lord are encamping you, surrounding you, and the angels of the Lord are keeping you in all your ways. That's why we can boldly say, in my pathway is life, and there is no death. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. This is not talking about describing something. This is talking about experiencing. This is talking about tasting and seeing that how good he is. You know, when you have something good to eat, maybe you've gone to a banquet place. I think of the time that we went to Harrods when we were in England one time, and they had a prime rib dinner at lunch, buffet. We had just gotten back from Beirut, and you can only eat so much hummus and Mediterranean food as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you can only eat so much pita bread as far as I'm concerned. So we, were, we weren't just hungry, we were hungry. How many of you have ever been hungry before? Yeah, that's you, that's me, right? So we went to this place, and we paid a good price, we didn't care, but we went down, oh my goodness, and we just ate and ate and ate and ate and ate. It was good food, some of the best food I've ever had. Now, when you have good food, you want to keep piling it on. Amen? And when you've tasted and you've seen that the Lord is good, you say, give me some more of that. I'll take some more of that divine healing. I'll take some more of that joy of the Lord. Pile it on. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. The message says, open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see how good God is. Blessed are you who run to him. Now, you can't taste delicious food with your mouth closed. Amen. You can't taste the rich things of God with your heart and your Bible closed. That's why he tells us to pray that that the eyes of our understanding would be flooded with light. I believe that we can have open hearts, open minds, and open eyes looking for the goodness of the Lord every day of our lives. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Another translation says... Taste and see how good the Lord is. The one who takes refuge in him is truly happy. You're a truly happy man. You're a truly happy woman when you know God. When you've tasted of his goodness, when you've taken refuge in him, you cannot help but be happy. Amen? Amen. Verse 9. Oh, fear the Lord, oh, reverence the Lord, you his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. Now that lines up with Psalm 23, 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. See, there's a theme that's woven throughout this message today. Reverential fear of the Lord is a good thing. Yes. 
Honoring the Lord is an awesome thing. Being in the Word and opening your Bible and being in church and loving one another and developing a prayer life, it's a good thing. Keeping yourself from evil, keeping yourself from the pollutions that are in this world and in this age, it's a good thing. Protecting your heart is a healthy thing. Amen? Amen? And when you do that, you position yourself to no want. No want. No lack. Verse 10. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger. And here it is again. But they that seek the Lord shall not want any what? So then we see in this word we're reading today, we're to reverence him. Part of reverencing him is to seek him. Or to look for him. Or to search for him. To inquire of him. To seek after him. To pursue him. You see, if you'll seek a good God, you'll get good things. You'll not want for any good thing. God is good. And he wants to do good things in your life. Say that with me. My God God is good. good. And he wants to do do good things things in my life. life. Now let me just quote this to you. This is part of Ezra 8.22. It's in the middle of the verse of Lord. Let's quote it to you. One translation says that the hand of our God is upon all, is upon all, Seeking him for good. Oh, I want the hand of the Lord upon me. I need his hand upon me. Do you? I never want him to take his hand off me. And the hand of the Lord is upon all of them who are seeking him for good. Now here's a spiritual principle I want you to grab hold of today. How many of you got your ears on? You got your eyes open. Amen? A spiritual principle. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew 7. I want you to catch this in verse 7. Matthew 7, in verse 7, Jesus himself. This is right from the lips of the Master. How many of you believe what Jesus said? He said, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. For everyone that asks receiveth. And he that seeketh, what does he do? And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened to him. I want you to center in on these two principles here. Number one, seek and you shall find. And him... That seeketh, findeth. You will find what you search for. You will find what you seek. You will find what you look for. Those who look for good will find good. 
We can say it this way. Those who look for God are looking for good and they'll find God and they'll find good. You see, if you're seeking good, you're seeking God. He that seeketh, they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Amen. It's a spiritual principle. How many know if you look for something bad, you'll find it? But guess what? It won't be God. It won't be God. If you're looking for a reason to quit, you'll find it. If you're looking for something bad in a person, you'll find it. Husbands, wives, if you're looking and searching for something not so good in your husband or your wife, you know you're going to find it. But what if we turn that? What if his husbands, what if his wives, we look for something good in our mate? What if we look for something good in our brothers and in our sisters? What if we look for something good in life? Come on. What if we look for something good, a good reason to live and not die, a good reason to prosper and not be broke, a good reason to walk in divine health and not walk in sickness and disease? Whatever you seek, friends, you will find. Whatever you set your mind on, whatever you're looking for, whatever you behold is what you will become. He that seeketh. He that seeketh. Find it. If you look for good, you're going to find good. If you look for something good on Monday morning, you'll find it. It might be in a cup of coffee. Don't be a negative soul. Stop focusing so much on what's wrong. And start focusing on all that's good. And all that's right. I mean, your whole body can be just... Vibrant with divine life and divine health. And you have a bum finger. And you spend all your time thinking about that bad finger and how bad it is where nine are just fine. Now we need to put faith on what needs to be fixed. Don't misunderstand me. I mean, people, they're just programmed for negativity. Something going on in their body. Ouch! Whew! What was that? That's a dangerous question. That's a very dangerous question because the enemy will give you the list. You know? He tell you what that is. Oh yeah, that, that's terminal. You'll be dead by next week. Look for something good. Look for something good in one another. Look for something good in America. Look for something good in the church. Look for something good in the body of Christ. Don't be a negative soul. Don't be a bummer to be around. Light up your life with the goodness of God. Light up your smile with the grace of God. And be a person that people want to be around. Stop being a leech. 
stop being a sucker. The leech is never satisfied. The leech will say, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. I'll take all you give me. You want to find the verse? It's Proverbs 30. Talks about the horse leech. It's a big leech. All it can say is, I want more. I want more. What more do we need? We've got the Word. We've got the goodness of God. So what you seek is what you're going to find. Now back to Psalm 34, verse 12. Psalm 34, verse 12 says, What is man that desires life? We desire life, don't we? And loves many days. How about you? You want to live long? I don't want to just live long to survive. I want to live long to be strong. I want to live and be strong and impart to the younger generation. I believe that's part of the things that God's put in our heart. Amen? But what is man that desires life and loves many days that he may see good? And verse 13 tells us one of the ways that we can accomplish that in our lives. Verse 13, keep thy tongue from evil. Or we could say it this way, keep thy tongue from bad. Get evil or get bad out of your mouth. If you want to live long and live strong, that you may see good, you've got to get bad out of your vocabulary. And thy lips from speaking guile. See good, speak good. See good, talk good. None of this, oh, you know, I always get the flu when the flu comes to town. Or I never, ever get promotions. I never, or I always, get that out of your vocabulary. It's bad. Instead of saying, I always, go on a negative stream, I always triumph in Christ. I always win in life. I'm more than a conqueror. Amen? So death and life then are in the power of the tongue. If you want to see good, train yourself to speak good. And that can be challenging. Very challenging. Because your flesh will fight you. Circumstances will come against you. But even in the midst of pressure, you can press through it. By saying words of life, by speaking words of health, by seeking good. So talk victory. Talk faith. And here's what God will do for you. God will bring you out and God will bring you up. He will. You know, the ten spies brought back an evil report. It was a good land. There were giants in the land. But they brought back an evil report of the land. God said, the land is yours. But they refused to believe the good report about the good things that God had in store for them. So they disqualified themselves for entering into the good land. Why? Because they talked about how bad it was. There's giants in the land. The children of Anak, the Amalekites are there. 
They talk themselves out of the good things that God had preordained for them from before the foundation of the world. And here's one thing I know for sure. I know beyond any shadow of a doubt that faith is a choice. Believing is a choice. Is that right? Now I want to break Hebrews 11:6 down real quickly. Look over there with me at Hebrews 11th chapter and the 6th verse. Hebrews 11:6 says this. But without faith it is impossible to please God. Okay, so that's the negative side of it. With faith, you can always please God. Yeah. Somebody says, well, I wish I had faith. You have faith. Yes, you do. It's in your heart, right? Yeah. But faith in the heart, not ever activated or released, does you no good. But without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe. Now there's two things right here. If we're going to please God on a regular basis, on a daily basis, there are two things that we must absolutely believe. Number one, we must believe that God is. (laughs) Another way we could say it is simply this. We must believe that God is real. We must believe it. We must believe it by faith that God is really, really, really real. And that He is really good. (laughs) Some of you didn't get that. Believe He's real and believe He's real good. How do you know He's real good? Because the good God that we believe in, He is a rewarder. He is a what? He's a rewarder. How many of you have ever received a reward? You've received a reward before? Well, let me ask you this. Was that reward a good thing? So if you've received a reward in the natural realm before, and it was a good thing, how much more are God's rewards good and awesome? In your life. See, we must believe that He is God. And secondly, we must believe that He is a really, really good God. And that He is a rewarder. Now, notice the theme here this morning of those that occasionally. Somebody help the preacher today. He's a rewarder of those that what? Diligently do what? He will reward with good things those who seek him for good and those that follow after him and search for him with all their hearts. Is that you? That's not strong enough. May not have been you yesterday, but is that you right now? (laughs) Lift up both hands and say, that's me, Lord. That's me. Hallelujah. So God's rewards 
are his good hand on my life. The message translation, if we can pull that up in Hebrews 11, verse 6. The message translation, and we're going to continue with some of these things tonight. But in the message it says, it's impossible to please God apart from faith. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough. He cares enough to respond to those who seek him. Now here's a missing link in, in, in a lot of Christians' lives. They just don't really believe that he cares. The disciples said, Master, don't you care? Martha said, Jesus, Mary's in here listening to you. Don't you, don't you care? And that's the question a lot of Christians are asking. Lord, how can this be happening? Don't you care? And I want to close with this today to tell you, yes, he does care. He loves you. He is a God who cares for his children. He is not a bad shepherd. He is a good shepherd. We discovered that on the good shepherd's table, there's all sorts of good things. And one of the things on the good shepherd's table is his love for you. The Father himself loves you. I want you to, I want you to just think about that for a moment. The Father himself loves you. The Father himself loves you. Put your hands on your, in your midsection and says, My Father himself cares for me. And my Father, he loves me. He loves me. And love will lift you higher. His love has lifted me higher than I've ever. Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 31. And if we can do that video in the first service, I feel an anointing we could do that song during communion in the first service if we can. Romans 8, verse 31. It says, What shall then we say to what? Are there some things that need to be addressed? (laughs) Yeah. If love be for me, who can be again me? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not freely with him give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Who is he that condemned? It's Christ that died. Yea, rather, that is what? Say it with me. He's risen again. He's even at the right hand of God who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? You know what the answer that is? Absolutely nothing. Come on, get a little sassy with me today. Say it with me. Absolutely nothing. (laughs) Nothing's going to separate us from the love of God. Not tribulation, distress, persecution. You kidding me? Famine, nakedness, perilous. No way. For thy sake we're killed all the day long. We're counted as sheep for the slaughter. But in all these things, we are still more than conquerors through him 
who cares for us. He said, I'm persuaded that neither death or life, angels, principalities, powers, present, things to come, depth, height, nor any other creature shall be able to separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Seek a good God, and he'll do good things for you.